The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please. Warden my sycamore. It is over. About 11.45 on Saturday morning. Got news that Pennsylvania had been called for then Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. And with the projection that Pennsylvania had voted for Biden, he became President-elect Joe Biden. You are listening to the presidential election wrap-up show part two. Finally, we have a winner. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. This is the Digital Gumbo Podcast, joined as always by my host, T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, we know that you're going to break it down for us in just a minute, but your quick 30-second reaction to the race finally being decided and called. <laughs> Welcome to Wakanda, bitches. This is, it turned out about like I thought it would. It was going to be a nail biter. Um, and it was going to take us a few days. I think I said last week, Friday or Saturday, we would know. And I was right, as I usually am. So thrilled at the outcome. Um, and we can talk about the particulars later, but I am happy, especially when uh, Madam Vice President sent out a tweet thanking Black women today. She recognizes what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree with that 100%. My main man, Adris Elbow, your quick reaction to where was you? What did you hear as far as Saturday was concerned and the race finally being called? In favor of uh, in favor of President-elect Joe Biden. What's up, Nook? What's up, T. Petty? This your boy Idris Elbow with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And you know, Nook and T. Petty, I was thinking about this. I just got off a work call, and you know how you had that one coworker that the meeting is about to end, and they asked this last question, and then the <laughs> for another like thirty minutes. I feel like that's how we we at with Trump right now. Like it's over, it's done. And uh, he's going he gonna to try to bring up some old mess just to keep it going and just try to keep his administration going in the spotlight. But it's done. I'm so happy it's over. Uh, we've been celebrating and president-elect Joe Biden. But uh, Kamala Harris, like that is like that is what I'm truly excited about. That that just gives me great joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before I kick it back over to y'all, I mean, you know, we uh, saw everything in terms of Tuesday night. We know what's going to happen. Wednesday, Thursday, they're getting a little bit closer. Then I really thought the Southwest was going to come through and that Nevada, they can count all that casino money, but they can't count them ballots. Hey, if they would have made the ballot system like them Chuck E. Cheese tickets, that shit would have been counted up pretty much on Tuesday <laughs> and Wednesday. But that's neither here nor there. The other thing is that this is really a sad case, and I'll let y'all get into it of the emperor's new clothes. Y'all remember that fairy tale that the emperor thought he had some new clothes, whatever, blah, 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 blah. 
went out for a parade and he was straight up butt naked. I don't even know what the principle of that story was, like why they told us to told he that. He was trying to convince everybody he had clothes on, but everybody but, knew he was naked. But everybody as, knew, but nobody wanted to tell him the truth because they were scared of pissing him off. Which that is exactly, exactly yes. that's that's Trump and all his sycophants. So that, that a very is, apt metaphor. Yes, that is the situation we have right now. You are correct, T Petty at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So um, 290 to 214 is the last count I saw. I run um, the count up. Run it up, Joseph Robinette Biden. I believe, yeah. is it uh, Georgia? Yeah, middle name's Robinette. Georgia, is that a family name? Georgia and North Carolina are still outstanding. So that is the potential for another 31. Vote. Okay, okay. Wow. So 16 and 15 still out there, 31 for those potential states. So... Um, you know, it'll be all certified and the whole nine yards. And we saw the sorry and sad tales of um, these uh, whack ass and fake allegations of uh, cheating and finding votes, blah, 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 here and there. So, T. Petty, ladies first, I'm going to yield the floor to you. Just take us through what you saw from, you know, Wednesday pretty much to about the time the race was called on Saturday. Well, like I said, uh, the only thing... Last week, I said that surprised me was Georgia being so close. Uh, I am surprised that North Carolina is still not in that so close. Um, and that he, Biden, when I say he, took basically the whole four corners except for Utah. So for the uh, uninitiated among us, the four corners is Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah. He took all of those except for Utah. He took Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, Minnesota, and Pennsylvania. I mean, listen, people talked bad about Joseph Robinette Biden, but they should put some respect on his name. And let's put some respect on the Black voters of South Carolina's name. Shout out to you, Idris. Because when he won that primary in South Carolina, everybody was talking about how black voters are dumb and unsophisticated and blah, skibbity blah. But we know white people better than they know themselves. Better and than that. we are practical. And we chose a white man that other white people would vote for. They weren't about to vote for Pete Buttigieg and none of those other ones either. But Joe Biden, it came out for, he's a man that they've known for 50 years, even if you don't agree with his policies, which I don't. And he served uh, under a black man. There ain't, there, ain't, there ain't no hard math. So uh, I, I, I'm surprised that uh, he might take Georgia and he might take North Carolina too. I, I'm surprised at that. Oh, I forgot about Alaska. Alaska's still out there. I always forget about Alaska. But um, I mean... It wasn't the, you know, the quick repudiation that a, a lot of us were hoping for, but I think the more practical among us were expecting it to drag out a little bit longer. And also, Mango Mussolini's tactics, he's doing exactly what I thought he would do. Out there playing golf on Saturday as the race is being decided. Um, the stories have come about that his staff has to get him out there on the golf course. And in fact, during his entire administration that he's been golfing so frequently because that's the only time that adults in the administration and in the White House can get things done. Uh, two quick notes, and I'm going to swing it over to you, Drees. One, when does Alaska really like had any type of deciding vote whatsoever in a presidential election ever? It's like noon 
in Alaska and it's like nine o'clock in New York and they already didn't call it. Like if you go to Alaska and you don't vote early, it's like you might as well forget it because the race is over. But oh. I can see that's neither here nor there. And then um very surprised but um, happy about Arizona. Uh, Cheeto 45 came out uh, with all that negative rhetoric against uh, the late, great John McCain, a real American, a real man, a veteran who served this country. And when he lost in the race, he conceded like a real man should, like a grown up should, like a fifth grader that lost in a school election class president uh, election should. But we don't have that at this level, unfortunately, uh, uh, in um uh, at the White House. So again, shout out to, to Arizona, which was red uh, for many, many years. But, you know, when it was on the line uh, and uh, John McCain's uh, late wife, I believe her name is Cindy, uh, campaigned heavily uh, for Joe Biden and got a lot of flack, like threatening emails and phone calls flack. And, you know, mm -hmm. uh, people turned their head against her that, you know, in public type of thing. But she stood strong and um, the urban centers uh, in Arizona came out. So was happy to see that. But Dries, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to you, man. What did you see? You know, we talked about it a little bit the Wednesday after, but between Wednesday and then that time on uh, Saturday, where were you when you heard and, and your thoughts on everything that you saw, brother? Man, I was just chilling at my house on Saturday, just trying not to like watch anything because I was like kind of freaking out. But then the news popped up on my phone and I think we went wild here in the house. Just like, you know, and the thing that surprised me, T. Petty and Nook, is like, I. I like I had joy, but I thought it was going to be a little more joyous, but it was just like, oh, my God, we dodged a bullet. And now I, and I quickly turned toward, man, we got a lot of work to do, uh, but I still have a lot of joy um, uh, for Kamala and and, and um, just being Kamala. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Kamala. <laughs> but just being the first, you know, you know, female vice president, black woman, vice president, woman of Indian descent. So she's just like really representing. T. Petty broke down the different states. I want to break down the people, the people who voted. I want to talk about that nook because you had seven, you had you had seventy five million people vote for Joe Biden. About seventy million people vote for Cheeto forty five, and so that's that's more than one hundred and forty forty five million people that voted, which is just amazing. And that shows you, like, when you give people the ability to vote and different avenues to vote, that people will vote. And I think they said it's about eight or 10 million more people voted this time than the last presidential election. And and so, T. Petty, I want to go into the numbers a little bit because we were talking about this. And um, the thing before we dive into the, the details of the number, the thing that just makes me crazy when I think about this mm -hmm. is that. What is if you it? think about if you think about everybody who voted, right? If you get if somebody say they voted, they got about a 50 percent chance to say they voted for Trump. So that blows my mind. Well, if you're talking about white women, a 55 percent chance. Right. It's even more. And you talk about white men. It's like a 65 percent. It ain't no need even talking about them. They're a lost no. cause. So it is it is just it's mind boggling. You know that it, just the numbers, and I and we can break it down. You know that's that's white men and white women, and it's white men make up thirty three percent of the electorate. I think white women make up about thirty three percent of of the um the the vote folks who are voting, 
and then everybody else makes up the other 33%. So that's just crazy to think about that. It was overwhelmingly white folks voting for Trump again. But I do have to talk about the brothers and the sisters. T. Petty, you want to lead it off? Well, yes, I do. So <laughs> as usual, Black women to the rescue. Y'all are so very welcome. We are the most disrespected, the least regarded in this whole country. But who pulls America back from the brink time and again? Black women. Who did the work? That led to 800,000 new voters being registered since 2018. Stacey Abrams in Georgia, even though that race was stolen from her by Brian Kemp's dusty ass, she went out there and did the work. She did the groundwork to get things done, which could be the blueprint for how Democrats could move forward in the future. So y'all are welcome. Black men, 20 Wait, 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 wait. Before you go to black men, I would say what? black women. 91% of black women voted for Joe Biden. Thank you. Right. That is that is just bananas. 91%. Y'all are welcome. Thank you. Black men. Well, that's that's nine out of ten black women you run into. They you you might as well say if you run into a black woman who voted, they voted for Joe Biden. And the other ones was Candace Owens and Diamond and Silk. <laughs> so if you want to be in that group, be my guest. <laughs> T. Nah. Petty, T. Petty, before you go in on black men, I just wanted to uh, just chime in on uh, Adrisa's numbers. So I'm looking at Yahoo.com, 76,225,000 votes for Biden, 50.73% yes. of the votes. And for uh, Cheeto, 45, 71.5 million votes, 47.59% of the votes cast. And again, we said 290 to 214, and the score still might uh, be run up. But I'm going to clear the pain out. And I'll come back after you. Uh, you want to go in on the brothers and the numbers that have come up uh, in the uh, the polls as far as black men are concerned? Well, I already talked about those dusty asses last week, and I still have not gotten an answer. Do we get any answers in our inbox about what the problem is with black uh, men being the white women of the black race, the weakest link, the least dependable? Have we talked? Have we gotten any answers? Nothing in the yeah. inbox. I, I want to yeah. say that the brothers that listen to this podcast probably, you know, is on uh, the side that uh, voted for Biden. And dare I say the socioeconomic group for some of the brothers that's out there that they might not be uh, listeners to the pod. And that's unfortunate for them. So you think it's a so I'm going to tell you what it is. It's two things. It's misogyny. Because as a black man, how could you not support a black woman on the ticket? Sexism and misogyny. And number two. These Negroes with their, uh, first of all, talk about Biden and the 94 crime bill, which is bullshit from top to bottom. Everybody wants to divorce that crime bill, which was a mistake, which he said. But they want to divorce that from the context of the times. We were all coming of age around that time. We all remember how wild it was. Right? Right. And we also all remember that everybody supported that crime bill. Every member of the CBC, black governors, mayors, uh, Congress people, if there were any, everybody and their mama supported that bill. So I don't want to hear that trash right now. I don't, black men, y'all need to get together. Talk to your mamas, now, now, talk to your wives. What? 
I I don't have any excuse, but I I will I will I will tell you this because I, I think this is true too. I'm a, like, I'll listen. Ne- never sleep on patriarchy and racism. That, oh, that, absolutely that, not. That is that is that is real. That's and I think a is. lot a lot of the so the numbers for black men was um I think about eighteen percent of black men voted for Cheeto forty five. Go ahead and round it up to twenty. Twenty. So you might as well say you know two out of ten, right? Two out of ten. One out of every five. Yep, one out of every five. Oh, when you think about that, thank you for the fractions. For the the fractions, Doug. Yeah. One out of five. That's which is 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 crazy. But I think a lot of that had to do with just and and uh, it was a black woman on the ticket. You said that T Petty. It was a black woman on the other ticket, and you still didn't vote for. So it is no excuse. There's no excuse there. I think it's patriarchy and, and racism. They 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 all go hand and sexism. So, yeah. Well, if, if if people read Bell Hooks, she talked about this quite extensively. Both white women and black men are both the oppressed and the oppressors. And when it comes time for them to choose between the two, they will choose the side of the oppressor, which leads me to white women. 55% of you, which is up from the 53% that voted for him in 2016, didn't I tell y'all after that vote when they was crying in the streets and marching with their little pink pussy hats on and turning their their uh social media profile pictures black? I told y'all that was all performative garbage and I was right. Cannot be trusted. White women, if you have not proven yourself to me personally in my dealings with you on a day-to-day basis, y'all are all snakes in the grass until proven otherwise because they will smile in your face, bring you some brownies with cat hair baked into it, and then turn around and vote for Trump. No, thank you. Mm, mm, mm. Let me me chime in a little bit real quick. So um, no excuses for the brothers. Two and 10, one and five, whatever fraction you want to give it, unexcusable. Um, Here's the deal. I would love to be in a 50% tax bracket, right? Your boy is not there yet. I still got days to go, right? Like you can go ahead and, and do that. But what it is, is once those cats get into that 50% tax bracket, they vote with their pocket first and to hell with everything else. And I, I bet you a lot of millionaires that have come up, you know, uh, in the last four, six, eight years, started to think and vote with their pockets. You saw, you know, the cast of characters of celebrities, black male celebrities that quote unquote endorsed Cheeto 45 as well. They came up and that, you know, spoke loudly. Again, no excuse, not making excuses. To me, it became a very simple game of would you rather? You have choice A and you have choice B. Now, neither one of them was perfect, never will be. It never has been in any presidential election. But given the choice between choice A and Cheeto 45, I went with team A. It's a lot of things that you can nitpick and the whole nine yards, but you know, who it simply became a case of who do you think can control or start to control the Rona and get this economy back up. You cannot control your personal economy if you're sick and you can't work unless this virus is contained. And that was clearly to me, choice A. Now going back to a Saturday morning, I had a false alarm here at Casa de la Nook. So about eight o'clock in the morning, I'm over here in a conversation and um, I heard they called it, they called it. It was somebody calling the house and I'm thinking that they call the election. I'm like, damn. So, so I went to the basement. I'm just chilling. You know, I'm waiting for everything to come through. About 11.30, 11.45, I 
I hear from the top of the stairs from Mrs. Nook. She's like, they called it. They called it. I was like, oh, y'all not going to be the little boy that cried wolf with me today. So then I had to look on my phone. It was like Pennsylvania. And then I just wanted to make sure because it's a lot of these false news sources coming up. And I had told y'all that FOX News had already had the 264 up for like three days. <laughs> yep. I turned on that and they said 270. And then I checked MSNBC and then I checked CNN and I was like, oh, snap, screaming like your boy won the lotto. So, um, <laughs> again, not, not perfect choices by any way, shape, or form. They got a lot of work to do. They got their personal pass, the whole nine yards. But it really didn't become real for me until the acceptance speech. And this was, let's make this very clear. When the president-elect wins and gets put on and um, everything is done, and he is the vice president-elect. It's never been a deal where the vice president-elect has gotten his and now her time to shine. But mm -hmm. Kamala came out first, gave a wonderful speech, talked about everything, had that million megawatt smile, had that thing going the whole nine yards. Then she brought Joe out and Joe did his thing. And when them fire after his speech, and all the horns honking and the whole nine yards. Shout out Wilmington. I might be up there to visit y'all this summer. We can clear this Rona out the paint. But that's neither here nor there. But when those fireworks came out and a family was there, that was the moment that we got first that we saw with President Obama, when Mrs. Obama and Sasha and Malia came out and they waved and they got their shine after what was a traditional election. And then again, when they had the, um, you know, their inaugurations uh, the second time around. So uh, it really didn't become real to me um, until those moments, but they did a wonderful job with the laser shows and the fireworks. And, and Joe talked about all the work that had to be done. Uh, and again, um, he's already got things going in terms of what's going to happen with the economy, uh, the uh, pandemic, the whole nine yards. So we have a real adult about 71 days out from the White House, and we'll see what happens there. So that's when it became real for me. So, Dries, I'm going to hey, keep... No, I, I want to make a comment on that. You talked about the fireworks. I thought they were beautiful. It was a, it was a wonderful show. But then kind of after the show was over with, I was trying to figure out how, like, how they spell Biden's name and Harris' name and everything. And they reported that it was drones. That was drones, like flying drones that kind of organized themselves to spell out all the words. And I thought about that. I was like, that's kind of dangerous. You got a president-elect, vice president-elect there. You got drones flying around. I was like, ain't nobody seen White House down or, um, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming where they use the drones. Would you to stop trying to kill people off? I know. I'm just saying. I'm nervous, T-Petty. I'm just oh nervous. God. And you got, like, a bunch of drones flying around. I was like, Secret Service, you need to do better than that. You need Are to you more nervous they, than they you were? No wait, wait, wait. Are you more nervous than you were when Obama got elected? Yes, okay. I, I, I am. A lot I, more I, stake. Yes, yeah, so it's it's a lot more. <laughs> lot more. I think you might need to manage your anxiety. No, well, no. It's, it's a lot of anxiety. I'm worried about drones, T. Petty. Now, T. Petty, <laughs> you're from the business world. We got a thing called SWOT. S W O T. Yes. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. We yes. Put Idris elbow in charge of he's the cabinet member for SWAT. He's Mr. SWAT. Strengths, oh, opportunities and threats. Strengths, the drones look good. Weaknesses, 
The drones might fall out the sky. Opportunity, they yeah. look real good and they can move and make letters and shit. Threats, it might get taken over with the GPS and shoot laser beams <laughs> off the drones and attack the Browns people and the people on the stage. You talking about all this hacking going on between Russia and China? And you mean to tell me them drones is probably from China? I think okay. it was made in China and they probably right. had all the software. And T Patty, you you do do this type of stuff for a living. You know it's easy to hack a drone. Oh my God. But we are now two days later and he's fine. So Yeah, they just need to check out the if they're gonna do the drones during the uh, inauguration, they need to check this out because we got two drone, months, we got we got two months to go before there it is. Know, you know, inauguration. That's a lot can happen in two months. You know, that actually brings up a good point. What happens if the president elect dies between election day and inauguration day? Does the VP That's what I was automatically Betty? Does the VP automatically ascend? So it's VP president elect Harris. VP well, maybe would ascend. Uh, they could I also. I mean, that's never happened. I'm gonna have to look this up when we get off the. But the, but the, but the, be straightforward though. Like that many people voted for the ticket, meaning Joe Biden and um, Kamala Harris, right? But they didn't necessarily vote for Harris as top of the ticket. So I can see that could be some debate. If Trump or if uh, Cheeto needs to uh, get squeezed out and he does pass away, I think Pence would ascend. I think now, you know, depending on pre-runoff, uh, you may have some type of uh, invocation of the 25th Amendment, and then the administration would start early. Actually, it'd be uh, very interesting because uh, mm -hmm. you know how I am about germs and the whole nine yards and give them a chance to do an early spring cleaning and get all that dirt filth and muck uh, out of the White House, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> but T. Patty, we're about 71 days before the traditional uh, uh, transfer of power, which we think despite, again, as we said in the uh, initial uh, wrap-up show, that uh, despite all these lawsuits and stuff uh, will happen, uh, even if uh, your, your man-man goes uh, kicking, screaming, his way out might be let out in handcuffs. So what are you anticipating and uh, beyond the normal bullshit? And I guess uh, there's been a couple of firings today already uh, from the on the way out the damn door administration. So what are you expecting in these next uh, 10 weeks uh, prior to the transfer of power on January 20th? Foolishness and fuckery is what I expect. So uh, the temper tantrums that that Mango is having, uh, the delightful press conference led by Rudy Giuliani at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Speak on it. If for people that don't know about that, T. Fetty, break that down. <laughs> so this is like an episode of Veep. Like, a writer could not have come up with this. So picture it. Philadelphia, circa November 2020. So, of course, all these allegations, baseless allegations about voter fraud lies have been coming out from that side since it became apparent what was going on. So uh, Rudy Giuliani leads some people's president uh, legal team. So they called a, a, hast a hastily arranged press conference at the Four Seasons. Well, it was not at the Four Seasons Hotel located in downtown Philadelphia. Instead, it was at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping, about 20 miles outside the city, next to a sex shop called Fantasy Island and across the street from the county 
uh, crematorium. He bet he's making it up. <laughs> so making it up. they plastered Trump pent signs all on these these people like the backdrop of the wall because they were outside. They weren't even inside, so they were Green outside surrounded walls. by like. <laughs> Green wooden walls, like the walls <laughs> that you would see when they put up the scaffolding outside a building where they constructing the building or they changing yep. the glass. It, it was, was trash. Uh, so, and while right before Giuliani started speaking, the race was called. Uh, Pennsylvania was called for Joe Biden. So reporters started leaving. Giuliani found out that wow. <laughs> that Philadelphia or that Pennsylvania had been called. He started yelling like he's want to do. It has just been some of the best entertainment. I'm going to take these to my grave laughing. Like I've already turned that backdrop into my Zoom and Microsoft Teams meetings backdrop. <laughs> and I'm leaving it for the rest of the year. <laughs> so all that is happening. All oh, that's the sideshow, blah, blah, blah. But some nefarious things are happening too. So uh, Secretary of Defense Esper was fired today. He was already on his way out. Um, but what's the point of doing anything in this lame duck period, right? It's just to be trash and throw more more sand it caused chaos chaos. but more importantly uh there is some official paperwork that has to be signed which releases millions of dollars to the transition teams gives them access to you know more classified information than than what they've already been getting for the uh for the president-elect and his team um access to offices computers blah blah skippity blah there is a woman in the GSA who is refusing to sign this paperwork. And if anyone is interested in reaching out to her, on Twitter, her handle is GSA Emily. Her name is Emily Murphy. So she is wait, not. Wait, wait, T Petty. The yeah. GSA, that is government employees. That's Correct. just like, that, that, that's their job. She's an appointee. So she's not a wow. civil servant. Wow. So she is being trash, uh, and I'm looking at her picture. She looks like one of the 55 percenters. She looks like exactly somebody that'll call the police on one of y'all for walking down the street. So uh, we should be keeping an eye on stuff like that. You know, he sort of hinted that he's not going to leave, which the Biden campaign had a lovely response where they said the U.S. military is more than capable of removing trespassers from the White House, if any remain on January 20th, past 12 p.m. So I'm all about it. Drag him out kicking and screaming and live stream it. So um, there are some things to keep an eye on, but I'm happy about the steps that Biden and his team are making. Their first major thing was announcing a COVID task force led by actual scientists and doctors. Can y'all believe it? What? Uh, Yes. Um, he's already, you know, starting to to uh, announce some things. His, his transition website is up and running, buildbackbetter.com, if you were interested. Um, so all the things that we would expect from someone who has the depth of experience that he has, um, excellent people are being put into place. So it's just a matter of how much he's going to be hamstrung by these outgoing idiots and then... The big question is what's going to happen in the Senate, which I think mm-hmm. we'll probably talk about in a minute. Gotcha. You know, I I, I got to say about this um this COVID task force, I think he he he's just going to need it 
to be able to clean out the White House from all these <laughs> COVID infected. Like, folks, you know your boy just got the COVID, right? Uh, ben, ben Carson. Ben Carson. Yeah, ben Carson. He, he got the Rona. He got the Rona. Fooling with them. And, huh. you know, it's like, and you know, it's like, you know, people of color, we don't fare well with the Rona for various reasons. Inequalities yes, baked into the yes. system. Uh, Health care. You know, we just don't fare well. And oh, so, wait a minute. Okay. what happened to Herman Cain? Let me check. I'm checking in my bag to see if I have any fucks to give about Ben Carson getting the Rona. Look deep now. Look deep. Oh. Oh. Empty it out. Empty it out. It doesn't. They don't appear to be here. You ain't got none, T-Bone. I don't have none. I don't care about him, his uh. wife. I don't care. What did that e-card say? Be like, uh, behold, the field <laughs> in which I growest my fucks. It Cast is there. eyes upon it. <laughs> And thou shalt see that it is barren. That's that's the doctor, that's the doctor by the way. Dr. Ben Carson. He yes. Neurosurgeon. Yeah, no, no one of the I top neurosurgeons in the what? country. And I used to admire him, but I really think he's an idiot savant. He don't know nothing about nothing else. T. T. Patty, Ben Carson in the 90s was gold. He was gold. That's he because like, he didn't amazing. talk that much. Do you remember yeah, him giving he, any yeah. speeches or anything? Oh, he had a book, Gifted Hands, Gifted Hands. Talent mm-hmm. Newsurgeon. Don't know what happened. But not a gifted tongue. Did nothing happen. Not. He hates himself and he hates us. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, they've been showing the videos of um, them putting up the inauguration scaffolding, you know, like for uh, oh, the cameras. And really? The camera, yes, the cameras and the camera banks oh, and all that sucks. stuff. Oh well, let me go look. You know, I've been traveling today, so I've been. I haven't been online, so let me let me check that out. That'll make me happy. Yeah, they've been scoping that out pretty much like since Wednesday, Thursday ish. You know, when the Biden campaign pretty much uh, saw the handwriting on the wall, and you know, um, certain uh, election officials or observers was letting them know that look, these uh, mail-in ballots is coming in. And um, this look like it's going your way. So this is what adults do. They see what's coming beforehand and they go ahead and set it up. So they got the uh, scaffolding uh, locations all mapped out. They're putting some of the scaffolding up for some of the cameras that'll be uh, showing the inauguration of the new administration. So, I mean, it's um, it's a sad, sad situation. And I'm, I have no sympathy for Cheeto 45, but talk. let me talk some real adult talk here, right? Now, it's sad. Wait a minute. Where are you going with this? It is it is sad as an adult when you do not have anyone that you could seek, seek S-E-E-K, seek counsel in, right? And I'm not just talking about an attorney. I'm talking about someone, for example, if you have an idea, T. Petty, and you might bounce it off me or Drees or vice versa, as far as the three of us are concerned, and we'll throw producer E in that mix as well. But to absolutely, positively, have no one that you could seek counsel in, and then you've amassed this great staff, and at least you'd have one person that would quote-unquote keep it real, and there is nobody, no adult, no one person in that administration that can say, bruh, it's time to go. You lost, man up, concession or no concession, but you got to go. We got to get out of here. The new but administration no, I would is add to that the entire party in an entire party that will say that. It ain't nobody said that from their party. Yeah. Four GOP senators. That's it. But who? Four. There have been four that have come out. Mitt Romney, the ones, Floyd Flay, the ones that's already outside that nonsense. 
Those are the only ones that said it. Those statements were weak as water. They're all trash. And any talks about reaching across the aisle and working with him, y'all ever notice that when Republicans win, there's no talk about how they need to reach across the aisle and work with Democrats and compromise and moderate and come more to the center. No, when Democrats win, it's always don't move too far to the left. You got to work with other people. Have sympathy for how they might be feeling. You know what? Fuck your feelings. I don't care about you. If it was me, I would grind all of y'all until the dust, until there was nothing left. And I thought Mitch McTurtle was going to get on board and, um, you know, get on the side saying, look, he Why? needs to concede. Why would you think yards that? And move forward. You know, because they're, they're, as much as he's seen, I mean, this is not his first rodeo. And based upon the evidence of those votes that are there, irrespective as to how it is, there's no road to 270. It's like at some point you got to call uncle. And nah, as old as he is, he should be the person that should leave it. Like, you know what? Concession, game over, the whole nine yards, and I'm, be the leader. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you why they ain't saying nothing. The reason why they ain't saying nothing, because Trump already said, y'all better stand by me. I don't care what. Or it's gonna be hell to pay later on. You know what? They still want the Trump supporters. Benny King King is dead. We ain't gonna stand by him. No, this this ain't Morgan Freeman and Joe Clark and all that. Ain't nobody standing by him. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Because they know he's gonna go out. He's gonna stump. He's still gonna have this like cult of Trump supporters behind him that can sway races. That seventy million people voted. Seventy million. That's that's what it is. Trump was defeated, but his brand of politics, quote unquote, was not. It is alive and well. And they are never, nothing that they have engaged in since Trump got on the scene should have anybody thinking that they care anything about tradition, uh, respect. Or the decency. Uh, decency, things that make sense. They're not engaged in any of that. All they're interested in is holding on to power. And whoever ass they got a lick to do that, whatever lie they have to tell, nothing is too low for them. Nothing. So nobody should be surprised by anything that they engage in up to and including Trump absolutely refusing to leave. Them trying to send alternate slates of electors to the Electoral College. Like, you can't put any of that past them. So just just move knowing that that's who you're working with on the other side. With one of the oldest ass congressmen ever, I thought he would have at least a thread, a shred of some type of, I won't say moral decency, but some type of decency, because basically if this race in the Senate, I'll kick it back to you, T. Petty, and Dries, you'll pick up on that as well. If this thing in the Senate goes down straight 50-50 and Kamala Harris is the uh, deciding vote. They have absolutely nothing and their ship will be sunk. So Good. I'll be trying to have some type of, you know, uh, leg to stand on should this thing in the Senate goes down. So so what do you think, uh, T. Petty, in terms of the runoffs that they're talking about and, and what's going to happen as far as the Senate is concerned? Oh, this is exciting. So first, I was disappointed that with all, all the money that was poured into all these Senate races across the country, the Democrats weren't able to capture I didn't have much hope about um, the South Carolina race with Lindsey Graham and and Jamie Harrison. 
But I was thinking Susan Collins, um, at least. So Mark Kelly did win in uh in Arizona. Fantastic. But the rest of them, they held on to their seats and then they gained seats in the House. Democrats still have a majority. So back to this Georgia race. The runoff is happening because none of the candidates got to the 50% threshold, which is automatic in Georgia. You go to a runoff. So it's Raphael Warnock versus Kelly Loeffler and uh, John Ossoff versus, uh, what's that fool's name? David Perdue. So listen, y'all. Listen. This runoff race is on January the 5th. This controls what's going to happen in the Senate. Are we going to give Joe Biden a Senate that will actually work with him to get some shit done in the next two years? So, so important for us to support this race. Those of us who are not in Georgia, we can contribute financially. There are postcard campaigns. You can go to, I believe it's called GeorgiaForSenate.com and find out how you can phone bank, etc. There are 20 plus thousand people, 17 year olds who are going to be turning 18 uh, before this election and they will be able to register and vote in this runoff. And the turnout has to be like it was for the election last Tuesday. That is very difficult to do for a special election, but this is crucial, crucial. So I'm hoping that we can get it done and get those two seats. Absolutely. T. Patty, talk to me about quickly, um, if uh, you're near your 18th birthday by that January 5th runoff date, say you're 17 now, what's the date threshold in terms of you being able to be an eligible voter in Georgia for that runoff election? Oh, I had that at my fingertips. Give me one second while Idris talks about his thoughts. Absolutely. Idris, yes. kick it over to you, man. The Senate thing, 48-48 right now. And uh, four outstanding races, if my math is correct. And it could be a 50-50 tie with our vice president-elect as the deciding vote. So get thought on the closeness in the Senate. I tell you, when it comes to campaign, there's this, uh, and organizing, there's this um, old adage that people beat dollars every single time. That actual people and votes, I don't care how much money you got, whatever, it's about the number of folks you're able to turn out and to vote, Right. And so I think that's the thing you have to you have to think about. And that's what works so well in Georgia, which I'm excited about. Right. It was Stacey Abrams out there just generating a a ton of folks to kind of register and tearing down barriers um, to to get into the polls and the voting. And that's what did it. Right. Like that's that's what did it. And you and you need money. Don't get me wrong. You need money. You can kind of pour it in, but you got to have on the ground pushing people to the polls to vote. And if, if that, that those Senate seats are going to be secure um, in this um, runoff election, it's going to be because of the on-the-ground game. You're going yep. you're to you're have folks pouring money into it. It's going to come because that's what it is. But whoever has the best ground game um, is, is going to win. And you know yep. the other side is going to be trying to suppress the vote in all kind of ways they can. So yep. like that, that's it. That's what you got to do. All right, so these are the important dates for this this election. Um, so November 5th, people could begin requesting absentee ballots. The deadline for voters to register is December the 7th. So for any 17-year-olds, 
you can register by December 7th as long as you're going to turn 18 before the election on January the 5th. So if you're 17 now, you're going to turn 18 between now and January the 5th, then you need to go and register to vote no later than December the 7th. Excellent. Excellent. Great information. Yeah. So See, Patty, that's, that's the type of strategy you got to have. You got to figure exactly. out like, how do we register the most amount of folks and pull down the, the, yes. the barriers to voting to yep. make it. So Stacey Abrams, we mentioned her early in the podcast, a real life hero. Um, her organization is called Fair Fight. So um, we could also support by supporting that org. If you donate through Act Blue, your donations will be split between those three between Warnock, Ossoff, and Fair Fight. Stacey Abrams has been doing the work for at least the past two years, probably predates that. So um, obviously she knows what she's doing, so we need to support those efforts to do what Idris said and get out the vote, get that ground game. Absolutely. Uh, Stacey Abrams, want to say thank you, Stacey Abrams, and to all the people of Georgia who came out voting, all the people nationwide that voted, but particularly uh, Georgia. Not all the people. Well, they, <laughs> I understand. It, it looks like, you know, the, the way that it's going, but again, um, that uh, Georgia was in play and all of Stacey Abrams and all of uh, the folks uh, in her camp and, and all the folks uh, helping to promote uh, voters' rights uh, in Georgia, we have to give them uh, hats off. It's a classic situation where she turned a negative into a positive and, this is something that uh, women and black women have been doing for many, many years. So pleased to see that happen. Shout out uh, to Georgia's black voters. Thank y'all so much. Absolutely. It's because Thank of them. you. Thank and you. I, and I have no doubt that they will come through again. So, um, you know, we'll uh, see what happens as far as this January 5th runoff is concerned. In terms of what your boy is expecting uh, from uh, Pennsylvania Avenue, much of the same. Going to be more firings. Dr. Fauci is going to be fired. Let's just be point blank about that. You're going to see some other firings as well. Um, I I would love to see the 25th Amendment uh, passed, uh, excuse me, not passed, but invoked, uh, voted upon, and uh, get Cheeto up out of the paint. And the wild card for me is Ivanka, or excuse me, Melania is the biggest slickster trickster pimp that's out there you best believe she's working on and the ink is drying on her separation agreement or whatever you want to call it she is going to write a tell-all book well she won't write it somebody else will write it and have to translate it whatever it is she's saying but i bet you she got a book deal in the works and she's going to tell it all y'all caught snippets of that in that phone call that came out during the campaign, and um, y'all already know about them red-ass Christmas trees. I just shudder to think what the Christmas decorations are going to be like this year. <laughs> oh, she is working on a deal. She gonna get. She probably got an NDA, but she probably is going to go ahead and get that divorce money, and people is going to get at her to go ahead and um, write a book, and they're going to mess around. And um, Baron, who might be 18 by the time this thing is all over as well, he might write a book too. It, it's going to be people... That's going to come out and you're going to see bestseller after bestseller after bestseller really taking you inside the Cheeto 45 White House. I won't spend a dime on none of that bullshit because the time that you should have been speaking up was when he was doing all this damaging stuff. I don't want to care about it after the fact John Bolton, Melania Trump, 
None of you other hoes. Y'all stood by and did nothing as he enacted all these terrible policies harming millions of people across the country. 240,000 people are now dead from the Rona. Do you think I care about your whack-ass book four years after the fact? I don't. I won't be spending a dime on none of it. See, Pat, this brings up a good point here, is that one of the things, too, that just really irks me about all of this is that, you know, you think about the people in the administration that gave him a pass, right? And some some of them folks, right, like they still got careers to go after this. What do you go after this? If you say I worked in the Trump administration, I'm like, bye. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you no more. At all. Just keep it moving. Like got to go. She came out talking that fraud shit today. And if Fox News cut you off from the press conference, you're trash. You're done. You're done. You're done. And they're not going to get no jobs. They're so all got no, no credibility no more. No credibility. They, none of them should be granted entree into anything. You are garbage and you need to be treated as such. I don't consort with trash. Nobody should consort with trash. I don't want to hear you crying, talking about you're sorry. If you were not a civil servant, someone who needed this job, who's been working this job, a career diplomatic career employee and you are an appointee you can kiss my ass we don't have anything to talk about i won't be reaching across the aisle to do nothing except punch you in your fucking face that's absolutely, it absolutely absolutely <laughs> we can't we can't well i understand your point you fatty but you know we're gonna be a nice calm peaceful podcast. I'm, not, I'm not gonna be nice no i'm not to, to for what were they nice no were they nice when they were locking people in cages no. Were they nice when they enacted a Muslim ban? No. Were they nice when they called black people everything except the nigger? Fuck them. Period. I mean it. If y'all listening, fuck y'all. All right. Well, there it is. Listen, we're going to go to final thoughts. T. Patty, we're going to give you a couple uh, seconds to, to go ahead and uh, get your thoughts together. You you hyped up, so we know that uh, you got some final thoughts beyond that, but Dries, your final thoughts as we go into these last 70 days of the old administration and uh, we go into this new administration. You know, my grandma used to have this saying. She she would say, like, watch well and pray. And that's what I think we got to do is watch well and pray. Because these next 70 days, it's about to be some foolishness. It's, I, it, you know, I, I ain't going to make no predictions because it's, it's just hard to predict. I know it's going to be a lot of firings, a lot of chaos. But it's just going to be chaos for the sake of chaos. Because he's upset. He's angry. And he he just he just small, so like it's gonna be a roller coaster a ride. So watch well and pray. Totally agree on that, T. Petty. Your final thoughts before I wrap it up and we get on out of here. Well, I believe that I've added enough spice to today's proceeding. So we caliente. <laughs> is caliente heat or is caliente spice? It's, it's hot. It's hot. Heat. No, no, okay, but is it fog like hot water or is caliente spice like spicy spice? Now listen, sir, I don't know. We need to ask one of our one of our Spanish speaking friends. Okay, okay. I want to Or you can ask the Google. Absolutely. <laughs> I will, I will. Um, so my thoughts echo Idris's is gonna be some shenanigans afoot and uh the Biden legal team is prepared to to squash those that they can. But um, 
not the GOP is not going to do anything to put any brakes on whatever he chooses to do between now and January 20th. So we just have to be vigilant, keep an eye out for the foolishness, and then be ready for Joseph Robinette Biden, Robinette Biden and Kamala Debbie Harris to take office at 12 noon sharp on January 20th, 2021. You know what? Them parties going to be lit. Hmm. Well, they know like I know they need to stay their asses at home and watch it on TV. This thing with the Rona, this thing with the Rona is not a, a done deal or a wrap yet. But absolutely not. I, I am curious though, what the what is an inauguration in the age of the Rona gonna look like? They're already they're all the congressmen are offering tickets. <sighs> they're building the scaffolding, like you said. I don't know mm-hmm. what this is gonna look like. It's gonna be very interesting. I do have cousins and stuff hitting me up trying to mm-hmm. stay with me. Mm-mm. Hey, look, look I, I have it on good authority. You got AKAs already booking hotel rooms. Yeah. They, they, they coming for our inauguration now. They coming, and they're going to have pink and green masks with pearls on them. So be ready. Hope everybody stays safe. They did a good job with the conventions in terms of those being virtual. So, you know, as much as uh, folks can go ahead and have uh, virtual uh, inauguration parties, we uh, go ahead and endorse that. But like you said, T. Petty, it's going to be uh, some foolishness, but... You know, yeah. 10 weeks to go. Uh, we'll see what happens and, um, you know, hopefully be uh, some type of air and thread of civility about this. If not, so be it. Uh, payback is mother. We got these uh, Senate races uh, runoffs uh, that's going to happen. And uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a 50-50 split with uh, Vice President-elect uh, Kamala Harris being the uh, deciding vote. So we'll see what happens with that. Listen, y'all. Your boy is out. I got a golden birthday I need to celebrate. So we're going to take a little bit of a break. We got... Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Golden birthday. No. Birthday. Got the, birthday. Got the golden birthday coming on. Don't bury me at the Gucci store. Don't bury me inside the new store. <laughs> Nothing like that. Gonna be celebrating it right at home. But uh, you know, we're gonna uh take a little bit of a break. We got Thanksgiving coming up and whatnot. And when we uh come back with the next episode, we definitely gonna get back into uh our funny stuff and uh might have a little bit of update here and there as to what's going on in our nation's capital. You've been listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember, we're on social media at the Digital Gumbo, both on Twitter and on Instagram. We uh, tweet stream a show on Twitter, so you definitely want to check us out there. And you want to check out our new Digital Gumbo YouTube page. It is at the Digital Gumbo Podcast. So just uh, Google channel searches the Digital Gumbo Podcast. We'll be having more stuff that'll be coming uh, up there into the new year. And uh, we continuing just to uh, uh, go ahead and uh, get our stuff up uh, on new and emerging formats. So thank you so much to all of our listeners. We know that uh, around Memorial Day, you know, we went ahead and with everything that uh, went on in terms of Black Lives Matter, civil unrest and the uh, killing of uh, unarmed folks, uh, unarmed black people uh, at the hands of police uh, happened. And, you know, we sort of had to, um, you know, take a different view on the news in terms of what was happening in the community and around the world and you know specifically here in the United States so we didn't get back to uh, what you guys uh, initially came to know us for uh, the funny funny stories but when and if needed we'll get back uh, to this new stuff because uh, that's what we are uh, news and current events from around the corner and around the world with our urban perspective on that y'all got anything else T. Petty Dries y'all good any last predictions final thoughts before we get on out of here Thank black voters, particularly black women. 
Thank you, Black women. Thank you. Shout out to my brother, Michael, who came through with the golden gift. And shout out to our friends. Y'all know I'm Drees. You know I'm T. Petty. Desi Oi and Ted, they came through with Golden Grant. You know what a Golden Grant is? What Go- is that? Golden Grant, a gold tequila and a $50 bill. Your boy is most appreciated. Ooh, oh, nice. That's okay. how you celebrate. That's how you celebrate. Special edition uh, Nookie Rita's coming up. There it is. There is the gold <laughs> one. Golden Rita's. Oh, my God. We're going to be passed out after after half of one instead of the usual one that it takes. I'm going to have to do Ooh. testers first and then, you know, break out off a little something. Oh, know. Lord. All right, y'all. This is Digital Gumbo Podcast. So we want to uh, thank y'all again for listening. Until next time, be safe and be well and uh, keep your head on the swivel. Bye, y'all. Peace. Peace. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Happy you. Happy birthday, Nook. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Drees. Thank you, Chief Petty.